Progress play on the inside. Inside Sales Show. Powered by the Sales IQ Network. My name is Daryl Prale. I'm your host. And you, my friend, well, you and I, we're going to go on a journey every single week talking to the industry's most accomplished sales legends as they share with us their tips, their tricks, their techniques, and their tactics to become sales rock stars. You simply need to do what they're doing and you will achieve similar nirvana. If you like to laugh, you like to be entertained, if you like to go off on tangents and tell stories, you're going to love what you're going to hear next. Sit back, relax. It's going to get real. How's everybody doing today, folks? It's another freaking great day. That's right. It's not just a good day. It's a freaking great day. I'm looking outside. The sky is blue. It's sunny. The trees are waving in the wind. There's green. Now, you know, in Canada, where I'm based, like our summer season is very, very short and it's, it's like very, very hot. So I have to savor these moments of, of awesomeness. So that's that's, I'm just in a good mood. It's put me in a good mood. I hope you're in a good mood too. Where are you at today? Gotta ask you. Are, you. are you out running? Are you driving the car? Are you out for a walk? Are you at the gym? What is it you're doing? Because I would suggest that many of those activities, like for example, let's say you were out running, listening to this podcast. Let's say you're at the gym. Let's say you're like me and you listen to your podcast well, cutting the grass, I listen to them everywhere, but cutting the grass is one of them. I put on the, I got my Bose noise canceling headphones. I put on the, the, the muffs, put on my baseball cap, which is the only time I ever seem to wear a baseball cap because this head does not look pretty in a baseball cap. I just want you to know that I am not that guy who can pull off a baseball cap, but it's blocking the sun. And I listen to my podcast and every one of those things, what I'm being, there's going to be a theme today. Ready? I'm going to get ready right away. Normally I like to tease you and torment you, but the theme is going to be I'm being proactive. I'm being proactive about my health. I'm being proactive about my, my lawn care. Although some of my neighbors might argue I need to be more proactive about my lawn care, but that's a whole different conversation. We had a conversation recently with James Buckley where he was being, he was being reactive, which then segued to proactive because if you recall in that episode, he'd been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So then he had to react to that. And how was he going to respond? And then he was, then he took the initiative and got working out and doing the gym thing. And six months later, he is now pre type two diabetes and on his way to, you know, wondrous things. So he took control of a situation that James would not argue that perhaps he allowed to happen. And on that one, I shared how I'm overweight and I've allowed that to happen. That's the thing. When we look at our lives, when we look at our decisions on a day-to-day -day basis, when we look at our jobs, we have all these, these mini decisions, right? Am I gonna take lunch now or not? Am I gonna open this email now or not? Am I gonna respond to this troll on LinkedIn or not? So we're either reactive or we're proactive. And what's really interesting is your approach to how you are Choosing to tackle these daily decisions has a direct impact on your success, on your well-being, on your mental health, on your success, as you may define it, whether that be career, income, happiness, whatever. 
give you another example. I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I used to be reactive when it came to my wife. Oh, sugar, today's her birthday. I don't have a card or a gift. I should go get something. And then I learned over the years, my life got better because she would know, she would wake up, right? It's my birthday. And then she would say, I gotta go, honey. And she would know I'm running to the store to get something. She could figure that out. And that just didn't look good. So I started to figure out that if I was proactive, so if she said something, you know, I really want, uh, I just might, I'm really sore lately. I need a massage. And she makes a comment in passing. Take note of that, write it down, massage. And then you know, a couple of days later, go buy a massage. When the birthday comes around a week later, boom, it's gone. And then she is, got a massage, right? So my life was less stressful. And she thought I was far more in tune and with what she wanted. And she thought I was an active listener and she valued that more and our relationship got better. Whew. All of this is about how you make decisions that are affecting your life. Let me ask you this, guys. Every single day, how many times a day do you get a phone call coming? You look at your phone and you see the number coming in or you get an email or you get a Slack or a Teams message. And, and as soon as you see the number or you see the name come in or go bold indicating there's a new message there, you've not even opened it. You've not answered the phone. You've just seen that, boom, this person has reached out to you. You start freaking out a little bit because you're like, I know what this is about. Son of a bitch. I don't, I don't want to deal with this right now. Right? I do it all the time which is ironic because one of the things I mentor my staff and I have for years, and this is something I do all the time is I get very proactive about setting expectations, about communicating up and communicating down because about, about making sure there's a paper trail of our decisions in case there's any blowback in the future about these decisions and who did what. Those are some examples of areas where I've gotten proactive to protect myself and to make sure that everybody's aligned. And when I've done that, it's been huge. When you're in sales, you have an interesting kind of three-legged stool. You've got on leg number one, you and your success. You've got on leg number two, your boss, your employer, and, and how you interact with them and how they view you and how they nurture and grow you or get rid of you. And you got on leg number three, your customers, your prospects you're dealing with and how they rely upon you and they need to negotiate with you and they need to get information from you and they need to trust you. This three-legged stool is proportionately comfortable or uncomfortable based on how proactive or reactive you are. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? Then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Go to VanillaSoft.com. That's me setting the stage. We've never had this conversation before. So I was hanging out with my good friend, J.M. Wilkie. If you don't know who J.M. is, she is with Scott Lees. She's, you know, I don't think Scott would disagree. She's really the secret sauce in that organization. She's the one that makes everything rock. JM, he's, she's amazing. Scott, you know, he looks pretty. He wears the hats, which I can't do, but it's JM. JM will come and she will tell us today 
how everything is proactive and reactive and you are a byproduct of the decisions you make. She's going to give us some coaching, some advice, and hopefully she's reactive right now and tells me how awesome I am. JM, welcome to the show. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. Yes, you you can pull oh, off the hat. You can oh. do it. I believe it's in so you. It's so bad, JM. I was cutting the grass last weekend and I had the hat on. And, I, I, and so the hat only comes out when I'm cutting the grass. That's it. And my wife happened to be... <laughs> in the house, in our screen room. So we we're, we got three acres of land. So I'm like out a distance from the house going back and forth on the lawnmower, the riding lawnmower. And, and she tells me afterwards, she was like, who's that? Because A, I was wearing a hat and, I, and she's not used to me wearing a hat. And I happened to be wearing, I was definitely not wearing work clothes. It was a reactive decision. Like, oh, I got to cut the grass. And I, I was still wearing, I was still wearing nice clothes, if you will. She's like, the hat with the clothes, you look good. I was, she was like, I don't know who that guy is cutting the grass, but you look good. <laughs> so now I just proactively decided, decided to wear a hat everywhere in the hopes I get lucky. So who knows? That's <laughs> wear a hat in your nice clothes. Exactly. Grass it's a whole formula. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the, the topic. This is something, and folks, often when I go to my guests, I, you know, sometimes I go to them because I've seen them say something and I'm like, I want you on the show talking about this. Other times I know that they're amazing. Now, Scott and JM are working with us here at Agorapult. So I've had a chance to get to know them really, really well. We've had Scott on the show before, first time for JM. And I said, what do you want to talk about? And she was the one who said this. Now I understand JM talks to tons of salespeople every single day. So I want to hear the backstory on why this was near and dear to your heart. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's not a lot of science to it. It's just that I've learned both from myself when I was an AE in my, in when I was in ops and then from talking and, you know, working with so many salespeople over the years that if you're not proactive about being taking care of the little things, taking care of the basics, taking care of, you know, making sure that you're doing the things that the other person might not be doing. You know, that's the that's the sales rep at the competitor that's trying to that's also trying to close who you're who you're talking to. If you're not proactive about really, you know, making sure that you're uncovering all the things with your prospect and having really clear action plans with them, it's just not going to close. All right. So. <laughs> There's a lot of things we can be proactive about. What do you want to touch on first? I think that a good one would be talking through controlling what you oh, can control cool. and then building from okay. there. So where do you want to start? Because I've got lots of thoughts on this one because I've seen too many people who want to control everything and they have serious issues. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen other people who voluntarily decide to control nothing and then complain why their world and their life sucks. So... <laughs> Talk to me about this. Yes, you hit that spot on. And a lot of it comes down to being one, okay with delegation, being okay with you're going to mess up sometimes, right? And being okay with getting all the feedback from people around you and using those resources to really make sure sales is a team sport, right? And so what you want to do is make sure that w when you need to do, when you're trying to close a deal, that you can go in, you can say, all right, 
I can control when I call this person. I can control how I present my my product to this person. I can control how I'm uncovering the pain. I can control the mutual action plan that I build with them. I can control making sure that I'm getting all the different parties involved that need to be involved, whether it's, you know, a sales engineer or if it's, you know, getting them in touch with a, a past customer or whatever it may be so that they have the best buyer journey. Buyer's journey starts so much earlier nowadays. And you know, I'll, I'll never forget kind of reading this book. I don't know. Have you ever read the book about Disney and Disney U? It's called Disney U. Yes. Yes. It is a phenomenal book. For those that haven't read it, it is a, it's not your typical sales book, but for me, it was one of the most impactful books for reading about sales because it talks about you want to delight people from the beginning to the end right? And those are the things that you can control. You can control your attitude that you bring. You can control all those different things. You can't control their attitude, but you can control yours and all those different things. And so that is so important as you think about, you know, how we're going to close deals and, and just what you bring every single day. So let's flip the opposite. Let's look at the, the consequential side. If I don't do this, because when you say you can control, yeah. That's a proactive requirement. In other words, I can, I have to proactively adopt a good attitude. I have to proactively, you know, reach out to my prospects. I have to proactively engage the buying committee or address their questions or respond to their objections, which means I may have to proactively do research and I may have to proactively do education. So if I ever get an objection like that, I'm prepared. What happens when I don't? What happens when I react? What are the constant? What, what if I'm listening to this right now and I'm perhaps I'm a little uncomfortable with the, the topic? What would some of the symptoms be I'd be <laughs> experiencing that you're about to share with us that the, that my audience is going to go? Oh shit! Yeah, that she's talking about me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when now there. Now, let's take a step back for a second, right? There's not a world where you can be 100% proactive. There is an element where parts of your day are going to be reactive. So it's how do you minimize the part of your day that you're having to be reactive? And so some of the things that start to happen when, you know, that reactiveness starts creeping up, let's say it's, you know, 80% of your day, 90% of your day, you ever been the end of the day and you're like, God, that was a tough work day. God. I don't feel like I accomplished anything. Oh, I didn't really move the needle on anything. I feel like I have so much more to do. I can just never handle it. Those are the kinds of things that start happening when we're not in control. You just start losing kind of that element of, you know, I know that I'm moving things forward as opposed to trying to, you know, boil the ocean there and, you know, not really being having to be reactive with everything that's coming at you as opposed to leaving part of your day and proactively setting aside, you know, calendar time so that you can you can do those things. Right. Otherwise, you're just you're not developing in the same way. Right. Like one of the things that you can do instead of, you know, being, you know, an example of like being especially proactive would be, all right, every single day I'm going to, you know, at the very beginning of the day, I'm going to listen to a podcast. I love that Daryl guy. He has the best voice and I love him talking about his hats and his lawn and his sales stuff. And I want to listen to that every single morning because I want to get better and hear new things and hear new people. Those are the kinds of proactive things that you will do. And then you're going to feel like you're actually growing, you're developing, and that's how you start really enjoying things more too. It's so funny you mentioned that because as I was listening to you, what was going through my mind was 
the easiest way to be proactive on so many of these things is with time blocking, which says I'm going to allocate, I'm going to be very intentional about saying this is a, a time to do self-education, whether it's a podcast or a blog post or just read a book, read, read Scott Lisa's latest book and, and learn better, more about, you know, my, my, my craft and my discipline. Call blocking about prospecting time, call blocking about following up with clients. Exactly. Call blocking about being researching my industry and, and, you know, being part of it, call blocking about doing social media, whatever it might be. That's all proactive. The issue comes is I watch too, I watch many people be proactive, take that, they do it. And then they, they just willingly walk away from it. Like, you know, yeah, you block this time to do some prospecting, but y you're really on LinkedIn and, you, and there's some great conversations going on. And before you knew it, you just blew an hour on LinkedIn and did zero prospecting. You've got a look on your face that says, yeah. oh, I've, I've seen this. Talk yeah, to I me mean, about that. Cause that's a conscious decision it's true. to abandon our proactiveness. I mean, I, I actually not sure it's totally conscious, right? The world we live in now is kind of a, a world of rabbit holes, right? It is so easy. I've watched my son. He pulls up. He, I have a three-year-old son and he'll look at, you know, YouTube kids, let's say, and I'm yep. watching him and I'm like, he's looking at, you know, one, one second, he's looking at a kid unwrapping a toy, which that's a whole nother conversation that we can talk about, but he's looking at a kid unwrapping a toy. And then I look, you know, two minutes later and he's looking at, you know, a cartoon in Indonesia. And I'm like, how does this happen? It's very easy to go down rabbit holes nowadays. And so just like a sport, right? If it was going back to the, the part that this is a team sport, right? Sales is a sport. It is not easy to do those little things and to be proactive, right? If it was, and everybody would be a top seller. If it was easy to, everybody knows that, you know, you need to, in order to be healthy, you do diet and exercise, right? But those kinds of things are not easy, right? To be the top athlete, I bet you if I worked out six hours a day on certain things that I could go through and be pretty darn close to being one of those top athletes because I'm setting aside that time and time blocking. But the fact of the matter is it's not easy. And so making sure that you don't skimp on those basics and that you do do that, but giving yourself grace if you do fall away from it and then having somebody that can check you on it, right? Like if I was working directly with you, Daryl, I would be like, I need you to be my accountability buddy. And you tell me when I'm messing up here and hold me, hold me to the fire, right? Set yourself a Slack note that says, Hey, did you do this today? Right? Hey, did you do that? Set yourself reminders in your calendar, right? How did you do? Do I do a retro every single week? Right? What did I do? Well, what did I not do? Well, and then you can make those adjustments. So one of the things that I will tell you, I've learned over the years, folks, is that I, one of the you hear me talk about is being self-aware. So I will be proactive. I will do the time blocking and then I will be the victim of my own stupidity like I just described where I get caught up in social media. And then that's where the self-awareness comes in where I go, oh, this just didn't happen once. This is a recurring tendency I have noticed that I have. I get consumed and I get distracted and I'm the only one here paying the price because then my pipeline shrinks because I didn't prospect enough. So what I've started to do over the last several years is seek out certain tools that will help me overcome the things that are stopping me from being successful with my proactiveness. 
right? So for example, it could be as simple as saying, I've got 20 minutes to go on LinkedIn. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone, 20 minutes, go. All right. And there's whole time management tools and techniques out there that allow mm -hmm. you to do that. But again, the irony of that is that what I just described is being proactive about your own shortcomings so that you can overcome that. So again, those are conscious decisions. Let's segue for a second. I just mentioned the word pipeline. What are your thoughts about being proactive on pipeline? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> what does proactive pipeline management mean, right? What does it look like? And so you can say, all right, so let's take a step, take a step over here, right? Pipeline management is, you know, m moving your opportunities and your deals from through the, through the pipeline, but it's also in front of that too, from prospecting all the way to deal creation. And so moving things forward is the key there, right? And so how do you be proactive? You're reviewing your deals every day. I understand there's demos that come about and there's people that want to talk at certain times and there's certain things that you, that, that you have to do every single day. But if you can set yourself five minutes at the end of every single day to go and say, all right, I've reviewed every single deal. I've reviewed every single next step. It's strategic, right? It is something that's actually going to move the needle forward. I'm, I know what date it's happening, right? You can use to, to your point, right? You can use the tools at your disposal, right? You can say, all right, I know that they talked about this. Oh, guess what? When I was redoing my reading this morning, I, I read this article and it was so spot on that I think that they would find it very interesting. And so really just taking those, those moments to make sure that you are going in there and that no stone is left unturned and that you can actually go and move things forward so that you don't lose things, right? The, the, the thing that I see in pipeline management all the time and what I experienced too when I was in sales is you just forget about things or an opportunity goes stale or, you know, oh, I didn't have it multi-threaded. Shoot, I should have done that or something is missed. And so by setting that time every single day, it allows you to make sure that you don't miss any of those things and you can really make sure that you have that whole view and the whole world of every single deal that's, that's in your pipeline. If I look at my sales leadership days over and over again and and some of the biggest laments i hear from my operations my sales operations people is that so many reps have invested time in prospecting they've got the pipeline but then they are not proactive about moving that pipeline on and this is the part that always blows me away the most is that they're not good at reminding themselves, I need to review, I need to see what's changed, I need to continually, proactively seek reasons to engage with them. Like you said, sharing an article, this looked really, you know, relevant to what we're talking about, as well as, you know, making sure that they're not pro, they don't proactively anticipate where they're going to get stopped. They often, I see this over and over again, they assume their champion yeah. is going to take them across the finish line. They don't, Proactive, think, oh, maybe there's the economic, you know, or uh, influencer, you know, the maybe the CFO, for example, who says there is no budget. There's no budget. Yeah. Who's the so who's going to be the negative Nancy? Exactly. And mm -hmm. then, and or or they understand this, but they let their fear of possibly offending their current people that their champion they're talking to. They don't want. I don't want to upset them, mm -hmm. or I don't want to call them. What if I call the economic decision maker and they say no? Whereas I would rather just not know and hopefully we can cross that bridge later and maybe they won't get involved. 
as opposed to saying proactively, if I call them and they say no, and I realize it's dead, then that gives me more time to chase other deals as opposed to saying, this one's dead. Now I got time. I, I will stop working this one. Whereas I could keep on working this one and waste a lot of cycles and it's still going to die. Right. So yes. proactiveness doesn't always mean good news, but there's always a silver lining if you choose to go look for it. But pipeline is huge. That's the, that's the, it's probably one of the biggest areas I see that reps are not proactive, even as stupid. I, I would ask you from your operations experience as making sure that a forecasted closing date is accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane, right? Like if I'm, if I want to make sure that I know, right, like I want to be proactive about how much I'm going to make and I want to make sure I'm going to make a boatload of money. And the only way that I can do that to your point, right, it might not be the best news. It might be that, hey, guess what, JM, next month, your pipeline tells you that you are going to make no money. And I would say, okay, what am I going to do? And then I can create proactively a really good plan to get there. And those are the kinds of things, a mutual action plan, right? Once you have a deal that's in motion is something that can help you really be and work together in that collaboration with the prospect and help you to be proactive together, right? It's not just having to be you, but it's how do you help your prospect be proactive with the people that are on their team, right? So that you're kind of, you're, you have this, you know, prospect collaboration and you can be an extension of their team because they are. That's what you want is to make sure that they, that's what they feel. I really liked your, so I love the mutual action plan because that's just a, a recipe to continue engage and to, and to broaden the conversation with all the people who will touch or influence the decision-making and, and, and the onboarding and, or even the vendor selection, you know, especially if you're in a, in a competitive cycle. By that mutual action plan, you're just building trust with them. And you, that alone will differentiate you often nine times out of 10 for your competition. You know, you, you actually could have a more expensive offering and they'll choose you because they just trust you more. And it's about, it's not always the price. It's about my, my tolerance for risk. And if I perceive you have your act together more, I will pay more to have less risk. So I love the mutual action plan. But what I really like beyond that was the simplistic point of view that Jam just talked about here about updating your forecast a date because she said that way I'll know if my pipeline suddenly looks really thin next month, which means I make less money. So too many reps, too many of you are out there going, I just don't have time to update it. I did it once. It's fine. It's good enough. It's admin. I don't have time for admin. I'm a, I'm a mover and a shaker. I'm a deal maker. No, it's not admin. It's about you knowing how much money you're going to make and what you need to do to Fix that. If your dates are accurate, you have that visibility. It's a totally selfish move. I love it. Okay. Ah, let's talk about resources. This is something that I, I see a lot of reps completely void to their detriment. Talk to me about your thoughts about being proactive with the resources that are available to me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard, right? You get into this world and, you know, you mentioned it too, right? Where it's like, Hey, you know, I, I, I don't want this to go wrong or I don't want to offend a certain person, right? Put all the ego aside, put all of, you know, worry about anything really aside. If you're making sure that you are coming at it in a way that is, you know, thought, 
thoughtful, then what you can do is you're able to use your resources, right? So many companies nowadays have knowledge bases. They have, you know, they have the playbook that you can see what's worked, what hasn't worked. They have, you know, something that they have the case studies at their disposal, right? They have full teams that are willing. If you're talking to someone, you're like, hey, the person that I'm talking to is actually in marketing and I want to really understand what a marketer does buy someone on your marketing team coffee, right? Understand what, what makes them tick, understand the pains that they go through on a day-to-day so that you can better talk to them and better help your prospect, right? By doing those kinds of things. And then not only you being proactive there, but also if you need something done, right, you're the quarterback of the deal. And so uh, for lack of better words, right, you're the person that is going to go and you can go tell people what to do. Hey, I need, you know, I need this presentation. So can you please go do this? I need the, this amendment in the contract. This is what they need. So I need to get it by X date so you can plan and execute. And so using those resources and making sure that you're delegating and not trying to do it all. Um, Cause if you try to do it all yourself, then it's not going to, it's going to take longer to close and there's no reason to. One of the biggest things I've heard my RevOps teams say to me over and over again, this is when they vent. This is often something that reps don't hear. Okay. I want you to know this. You do things reactively that causes them to inwardly say, when does your poor ability to plan become my problem? Right? So (laughs) all of a sudden I need to go and get you that document. I need to go and get legal to review this thing. I need to go and whatever. I need to go make something because I need to drop everything and hop on a call right now and do a demo with their technical expert because you promised them this, but you didn't talk to me. And I've got other stuff to do. And now it's a big deal and I have to drop everything. The biggest thing I see is resentment builds up. And then those people don't want to help you if they can avoid it. They'll do everything they can to not help you because you're just annoying to them. You're annoying to them. So, but if you're proactive, hey buddy, I may need to bring you in on a demo next Wednesday because we're still lining this up. The technical experts is coming in and they wanna specifically look about, they wanna drill down on feature A, B, and C because it's core to their IT infrastructure. Because then that person can say, okay, I need to go make some custom data or a custom demo to show that. Or I need to go practice to make sure it works or practice to make sure I know what I'm talking about. And I'll do that. And if they reschedule, totally cool. Cause then I'm smarter. I've done the work and I'm ready for whenever mm-hmm. they come, but I'm on it. You're doing yourself a disservice when you're reactive and you will, you will have all of the resources of the firm given to you when you're proactive consistently. Now, Very true. this does, this doesn't just end with sales. I'll give you the, I mean, wait, with the sales rep role. And I love the example that JM just said. She said, if you don't know about marketing, you need to know, buy them a coffee, talk to a marketer. True story. Big shout out to my friend, Chris, big listener on the show. Chris calls me up the other day and texts me and says, dude, we haven't talked in years, but I do listen to your show. I still think you're a moron. Nothing's changed in that. Can I buy you a drink? And I'm like, sure. So I have no idea what it's for. All I know is he wants to buy me a drink and he has, he wants to, he wants to pick my, my brain. So we go there and Chris is an accomplished sales leader. And he's given me kind of the lay of the land and the company he's been at for several years and what's happened, which is a build up to say, I'm the head of sales. And they're now offered me the head of sales and marketing. 
and I don't know if I can take on this role. Help me understand, because you've been a CRO, you've done the VP of sales and marketing. What am I getting myself into? Should I take this on? Do I not? What do I need to do? What am I setting myself up for failure? You know, what, what should, a, based on my company and my situation that I've described to you and the staffing levels and the budgets I've got, can I be successful? Help me understand. So here's a senior executive being proactive before they made a decision about accepting a job offer, as opposed to just reacting and going, sure, and then setting themselves up for failure because maybe they, they're just not equipped. Right. And then I gave him some feedback, which allowed him then to go on and do additional research and a different additional due diligence before he made his decision. That's what proactive is all about. Those are resources that are available to you, whether it's revenue ops, whether it's the internal people. It's even the, you know, the whole buying committee. You can be proactive with that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go from here, JM? What do you want to talk about next? Anything? I mean, I think we 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 covered a lot of the the points here as we kind of went down the different the different rabbit holes, right? It's just really remembering to use the resources that are at hand, controlling what you can control, looking at your pipeline and don't let those little things fall by the wayside and that you can keep moving things forward. I think to to kind of wrap a nice bow around it, right? It's also making sure that you're asking for for feedback, right? Hey, I am proactive about asking for feedback. And then I think to your point as well, it's proactively building those relationships so that you can, you know, do all these things easier, right? I don't want to just get a Slack message when you need something from me. I don't want to just get a Slack message when something went wrong. I want to... I want, I'm a human, right? I want to have that connection. And so making sure that when something does go wrong, you go and you can even, you know, sit down, look back and get that feedback. And then that'll help you to then better execute in the future. You're not going to, we're not going to do everything perfect every single time. And so how do you make sure that you can then, you can proactively ask for that feedback and then actually execute on that feedback as opposed to just, Hey, I asked for feedback. Cool. Check the box, right? It's, I asked for the feedback. I internalize it, slept on it. And then I was able to actually do something different the next time that, you know, that situation comes up. All right. For those who don't know, JM's a rock star. You need to follow her on LinkedIn. It's a really cryptic address, right? It's, it's, you know, linkedin.com slash in slash J M. Wilkie, that's W-I-L-K. I know, very inventive, yeah. Very creative. <laughs> if you're wondering, JM stands for Jean Marie. That is her whole name, Jean Marie. All right, we had this conversation in the green room. It's not Jean, that's not it. It's Jean Marie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Get it right, or call her JM. <laughs> but, but regardless, you should call her. She is with Scott Lee's Consulting. Now, you've been there, what, six months as their VP mm-hmm. of Ops? Is that right? Yep, yeah. So so what's what's the biggest... What do we need to know about Scott Lee that the world doesn't know? Dish on us. Give us the lowdown. What will he be embarrassed or angry on if you shared? Go ahead, do it now. Go. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I I feel for the guy. He's 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 there right here. I've known him for you know twelve plus years. Worked together off and on. He has a a absolutely massive heart, even though he comes off with a hard exterior. And so he's really inside, you know, quite the softy and knowledgeable about what he does, and and open to you know working with a lot of different people. And that's what I love about working, being able to work with, you know, so many different clients is you get to talk to so many different people and solve different problems and, you know, work with people and try to, you know, be extensions of their teams as much as, as they let you in. So if I'm listening to this right now, I'm listening to you. How do I know that 
you know, what challenges, let's go with that. What challenges might I be experiencing that would make me a good candidate to work with Scott and yourself and the whole crew there? Yeah. So good question. So some of the challenges that you might be experiencing are, you know, Maybe things aren't progressing through the pipeline. Maybe, you know, messaging is falling flat. Maybe, you know, you can't get the insights that you need. That's a huge one, right? Is maybe you see that, hey, you know, my reps are spending so much time not doing selling activities and I want to free up some of their time, things like that right? And so how do you, you know, make sure that you can give them time back in their day so that they can be more efficient, they can be happier? How do you make sure that if you're looking at data, that it's actually going to be accurate, right? Because that's a mistake that a lot of people make is they look at data and they're like, hey, you know, and I've, I've done it myself, right? Where I look at it and I, I, I do the wrong thing, right? I was just talking with you the other day and I sent an article and you're like, Hey, mm -mm, don't even think about it. Right. This article is old. And I'm like, you're right. That's exactly right. And so making sure that you can look at these things and understand that you're looking at something and you can trust it so that you can then think of new strategies to drive the business. You like JM? I do too. She's kind of cool. And I tell you, the crew here at the Grapults, who's all work with her, thinks she's pretty special. Follow her on LinkedIn. If you want more information about the crew she works with, just go to scottleesconsulting.com. And you know what? I think, in fact, folks, you need to be proactive. Go to Scott Leeds Consulting and follow JM on LinkedIn right now. Don't be reactive. Don't wait till it's too late. Take <laughs> control. Own your destiny. And if all else fails... Get on a tractor, put on a hat, maybe a hat Scott's worn, put on a podcast, maybe the Inside <laughs> Inside Sales Show, and proactively make yourself a smarter cat. My name's Daryl. That's JM. We're done here. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, folks. Be good.